Hello and welcome back to Fate and Fables. My name is Matthew Jackson, your DM. Last chapter we listened as Nyx and Stampy, two ravens of Morn, go to greater lengths to deliver their letter. On the run from the forces of Castle Lemwood, they took shelter, hiding in a stable. And as they laid low there, they were paid an eerie visit from the castellan of the castle, who wove some sort of charm over the stable girl. Luckily, they were invisible and under other gnomish deceptive spells and remained undetected. Unfortunately, the gnomes were not able to find any rest in the stables, plagued by horrible nightmares. Far from their grand rookery, they decided to do what they knew how to, deliver their letter. So, in the night, through the wind and the rain, they slunk to the chapel of the castle Lemwood. Within, they discovered a hidden trapdoor that gave way to an underground passageway. We join them now, just as they discover Tind, the red-bearded dwarven guard, and his family lying on an altar under some insidious trance. This is Chapter 6 of The Postal Code. It is now you spot a remarkable re resemblance between these three and the stable girl that you just saw. You think perhaps she is half dwarven, half human, with the same bushy red hair. No. There is... Are they, are they dead, you think? You go up, make a medicine check. 11. They seem to be in some sort of trance. You feel their breath still just as you hover your hand under their nose. It's okay, they're still alive. You can see there's a door to your left and to your right. Just a sec, I sit on the ground and meditate. Okay. You feel a ping. It's to the right. Inside the door? Yeah. You take a minute and you can tell that it's uh, north, which would be the door on the right. You don't know how close, but it's definitely that direction. And you are now on level with it as well. I think it's through there. He is through there. Go on. But what do we do about the them? Well, you know how once we got to the end of the corridor of the let better delivery all the people in that town were brainwashed into attacking us but once we killed the ringleader they stopped being brainwashed maybe this is a similar situation these two situations are remarkably similar i know right <laughs> it almost almost makes me question my career choices, but... This is the darkest moment <laughs> in Nyx's life. <laughs> Nyx, I'm going to say something positive about our job. Over time, you'll do so many jobs, so many deliveries, that a lot of them will start to feel familiar and similar, and they'll blur together. But... You seem to care about the, these stupid envelopes that we give these stupid people. And that means you're going to be good at this job. And the fact that the jobs are similar isn't going to matter to you. Because all you care about 
is really paper, people getting paper. It's just paper. I don't understand. Well, what you tried. You, you. T I appreciate your effort for trying to be positive, but that really took a turn. I'm saying. You, you see, <laughs> even in the most dire circumstance, <laughs> these two gnomes with these poor, entranced hostages <laughs> in this dire sacrificial situation, these two gnomes in this catacomb giggle. <laughs> I talk to the the entranced people. Hello, I'm sorry. We're not making fun of you. We'll we'll fix this. Okay. No reply. Let's let's keep going then. You push the next door open. Mm -hmm. But I just want to say, it's not just paper. <laughs> As the door creaks <laughs> open. <laughs> Good. This is why you're. It's people's hopes and dreams and the love that they share for each other. Or maybe it's an order for new cloth so you can make a, a dress or I don't know it's 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 what makes the world go round I... we can't do anything without mail the world would fall apart it's what separates us from <laughs> <laughs> and Nick struggles to find something she doesn't like <laughs> pebbles <laughs> yes And snakes. Pebbles and snakes. <laughs> and wolves. I think you have to for forgive those wolves one day or you're never going to get all over this. Anyway, let's focus on... All right, we're in this. <laughs> okay. We're in a creepy chapel. <laughs> you are in some creepy catacombs. And that becomes catacombs. very evident as... Through this next door, uh. opens out into a large square room with a small archway, a stone archway on the other side. In this square room, there are just a dozen or so stone tombs with uh, engravings on the side and stone statues lying down on the top of them, uh, potentially carvings of those that lie within. Are any of them Julius Lemwood? Please make a quick investigation check. 21. 21, no. However, they are all Lemwoods. Um, they are all deceased past Lemwoods. And as you so count... So not descendants. Then. Not descendants. Ascendants. <laughs> um... Right? <laughs> no, I didn't. Feel I don't think that's right. No, never mind. Ancestors. Ancestors. <laughs> that's the one. Um, but you notice that they get more and more recent. Uh, the closer you get across this room, towards this stone archway, and you see through this archway a much larger room with a few steps, just a couple of steps, leading down into it. Um, a round chamber with one large stone tomb at the other end, candles lining the walls um, around this room. Um, you can see uh, beautiful paintings on the walls, silks that are adorned around this tomb. You can see... Um, oh, well, this is lovely. 
a just a very well furnished room. So was that hallway, Nix. You gotta just focus. Focus. Do, do you think Lemwood's do you think the one we're looking for is in the big shiny one at the front of the room? You see that it does not have a uh, top on it, but rather off to the side, leaning against the wall. Let's go look in there. You creep up. Tomb. I, I open the... It's not closed. Oh, so I, I go look in it. As you both step slowly and deliberately towards it, you peer over and you see a man with very pale white hair um, with his arms crossed either side. Oh, is he a vampire? <laughs> says under her breath as pieces start to lock into place. <laughs> he is in, he's very well dressed and he has his eyes closed. Does he look like Julius Lemwood? He looks exactly like the Julius Lemwood you saw in the paintings before. This is one of the dozen or so things I thought this was going to be, so I'm going to say I told you so. Hello! You yell at him? <laughs> you, you yell at him? <laughs> he does not wake up. I thought that would work. I stick this my This is his letter. I stick my hand under his nose to see if he's breathing. No breath. I punch him. <laughs> you punch him? Like a like I gently punch him in the stomach. He gave you an out. You genu- <laughs> you gently punch him in the stomach. And you see eyes open. Delivery. <laughs> Mail delivery. As these two gnomes lean over <laughs> this vampire's coffin. The eyes dart between the two of you. He's awake. Put it on him. Let's run. <laughs> <laughs> you put it on him. Mr. Lemwood, we have a letter for you. Thank you. He opens his eyes very wide and seems bemused. Would you like me to read no, it to no, you? No, 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 no. He lifts up his hand and he takes the letter. A letter. How quaint. Well, we'll be off. <laughs> oh, wait. We might have just helped him with some evil plan. He's, as you still stand <laughs> over him, seems to look between these two strange gnomes. He does not seem, in the least, threatened by you, uh, but seems more waiting to see what you'll do. I'm just saying, I mean, what if he needed that? It is at this moment you hear um, a cry out as a figure appears in the archway opposite you. Um, And then you see another figure behind them. You see the Castellan burn call out, My Lord! You are not strong enough yet. Go back to sleep. Slumber longer. Oh, he looks strong to me. His, his 
uh, as you say that, he goes, you just wait. As his hand falls back to his side. Strong enough for what? What's happening? His eyes close and two figures march towards you. Roll initiative. You see that the other figure standing utterly shocked is the cleric. You see um, the Castellan Burn and Cleric Burn, the married couple that care for this keep in Lemwood Stead. They look horrified that you have made it this far. Um, um, well, Stampy, I shake his head. As, you, as they rush towards you, what are your initiatives? 15. 15. Okay, natural one. <laughs> And twelve. You lucky dust. <laughs> <laughs> fucking first. Oh, okay. oh, fuck. Also, you see uh, that the Castellan, as he yells out, his composure gone, um, hairs out of place. You see two prominent incisors uh, appearing <laughs> from his mouth as well. Uh, I'm going to cast Fireball at the <laughs> You know what vampires hate? It's fire. You know, it was it was as you shake hands with Stumpy, the other hand <laughs> was reaching for a wand, and with a huge grin, you pointed at the two of them. Roll the damage. 25. 25. As you point uh, the... Uh, your um, wand. Uh, let me just check one thing. She's not have it. Um, so, uh, as you point your wand at their feet, it says um, each creature in a twenty-foot radius. Luckily, that point must do a dexterity saving throw. Yeah. So they they will both make saves. Okay. Um, but you manage to get it. They are still far enough away from you where if you were to cast the fireball behind them. Uh, you would just catch them in the backs and not get you stampy. Okay. Unless you particularly wanted to. It says to that laugh. even if they um, have successful fave, they take they half, get half damage. damage. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's, hey, it's one of the best <laughs> fireball. Um, cool. So that is what is the saving pass? Seventeen. Seventeen. So uh, Nyx, who is a master of weaving spells, rarely gets to cu- cast a fireball in any scenario. And I wink <laughs> as it explodes in a plume of fire. Um, it seems that the uh, Castellan, uh, completely overwhelmed with rage, gets caught off guard and is slammed into the side of the stone wall as the flames engulf around him. Um, and I believe... Uh, that is not, it's not like extra damage. Um, he takes the full 25 points of damage. Uh, he, you can see the back of his clothes are smoking and charred. The cleric manages to duck and, uh, dodge to the side of the room that is still caught by the blast on the side and she takes, uh, 12 points of damage. Um, uh, and they both sort of cry out and you hear her curse you. Uh, un- just that not- is very rude. <laughs> <laughs> we are talk. just doing our jobs, ma'am. <laughs> you say as Stumpy. Stampy. Stampy. Are we Ooh. still? Are we still standing right next to the? Uh, yeah, you didn't move. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> I shoot my exploding bolt. Okay. Ah. They are separated slightly by about 10 feet. I don't know if you can still land the bolt in, the, in between them. Yeah. Um, I shoot the castellan. You shoot the castellan? Yeah. Um, so you quickly uh, pull a bolt that uh, sits in uh, the leather strap that holds your pouch uh, next to you. Uh, and load deftly in a single motion uh, the crossbow and release the bolt towards him. You see his eyes grow wide as it flies towards him. You can see there is a small round pouch of dark powder that you have equipped to the front of it with a small uh, metal mechanism. Do I roll the hit first? Yes. Uh, Nat 20. Roll double damage. You can double the dice, or you can uh, double the damage right now. Your choice. Oh, no, I'll, I'll take these six as well. <laughs> Wait, no, is it, it's eight. It's eight? No, it's six, it's six. It's six. 29? 29. Does he make a save on the exploding bolt? Doesn't say. Then no, it's just whether it hits or not. Uh, and I believe it's a 10-foot radius. Uh, he takes the full 29 points of damage as in a quick procession. I imagine you both wink at each other. <laughs> There's one explosion that separates them. And then quickly, almost as the smoke starts to settle, another <laughs> explosion <laughs> echoes out in the small room. You both have a bit of tinnitus as you're in a small stone room as these explosions ring out. A 29 points of damage. He is looking like... He still looks furious, but a little bit weathered. Um, it is now their turn as uh, he screams in fury. And, uh, Mr. Lemwood, I just want you to know that usually when we deliver mail, it is not so chaotic. You can see he's like looking down at his chest and he started to open his letter. <laughs> So, that is all the time you have <laughs> as the, this vampire's thrall flies at you in a fury. You can see uh, you, Nyx, as his uh, hands go swinging at you. You see where once were carefully manicured hands and now sharpened claws as they rake at you. Um, the first attack uh, flies at you. That is a natural 20. Uh. Uh, please take, uh... You gnomes are done! Nine points of damage as a claw just whoosh, lashes across your face. Um, but then he seemed to do this, so like striking you upwards so that your head flies off to the side and he reels back in a hiss and attempts to bite at your neck. That is a 17, naturally, plus a bunch. <laughs> uh, please take uh, six points of damage <laughs> as the teeth lock into your neck. Stampy, you see this happen in an instant, a flash as he flies towards you, but then you feel your life force drained as he starts to suck your blood please take an additional 
seven points of damage. I'm on one. Oh! <laughs> you see Nyx go incredibly pale. And you see the Castellan recover somewhat yeah. in vitality uh, as he pulls back. You see two points of red on Nyx's neck, blood dripping slightly down, and the Castellan licking his lips um, and looking ferocious and wild with pointed teeth hissing at you, uh, Stampy. Um, but it is uh, now that uh, his darling wife points a finger out to you uh, and uh, she shall uh, cast um, command upon you. Um, so please make a saving throw with advantage as you are a gnome as uh, she yells at you do I add anything to that? Uh, your wisdom. 19. 19? Yeah. She yells at you to... Lay down your weapons! As she points a finger at you and you feel a magic start to take hold over your mind, her eyes drilling into yours. And you look back. No, what? No. <laughs> you lift your crossbow up higher. <laughs> it is now both of your turns. You may do whatever you want. Your turns happen at the same time as you two gnomes are in complete synchronicity. <laughs> um, I shoot the Castellan with my frostbolt. Okay. Again, another bolt whips out of the bandolier-like strap that you have holding uh, your side pouch. Um, can you remind me what the frost pouch does? It's extra. The frost bolt. Extra three d six plus movement is fifty. So, okay. Uh, roll the damage or roll the attack. How do I? What does extra three d six mean? That means you roll the regular damage for the bolt because this oh, one has a, a sharp point rather than an explosion. Yeah. Um, but first it has to hit. Uh, it's a plus nine. On your regular shot. Oh, then it's a 13. <laughs> it's a 13? Okay. The Castellan uh, dodges. His body just moves to the side, uh, and where he was standing facing you, the bolt just flies past his shoulder and clatters against the wall. Um, you see ice just spread up the wall where uh, the bolt hit. Um, unfortunately, that is your turn. Um, can I still move? You can still move. I run to the other end of the room. Okay. You, uh, the Castellan is only engaging Nyx. Mm -hmm. So he does not get an attack of opportunity against you. But you run to the other edge of the room, which is where the, the cleric is. Yep. It's where she is. So you dash up to her. Mm -hmm. Nyx. Am I too close to him to cast Fireball? You would be within the Fireball. But if you would like to hazard, he would take a swipe at you as you leave his, his area. But, or you could cast the fireball on yourself. You still take damage, so. I'm going to cast Witch Bolt. Witch Bolt. Okay. Um, so this time, as you quickly 
uh, dodging more swipes from this vampire as he hisses and uh, gnashes his teeth at you. You trace the symbols in the air with your wand and an arc of electricity flies out towards him uh, in a crackling purple bolt of lightning. Uh, make an attack. Spell attack. That's plus my spell attack? Yes. To, uh, unnatural 20. Unnatural 20. The, the bolt hits. Uh, roll the damage. It's a d12. D12. I got one of those if you like. Five. Five. Uh, the bolt just crackles through him, um, and he takes the shot and hisses again as smoke rises up from around him. Uh, but he seems determined and pissed off. You think you can come in here? And uh, as he sort of takes more steps towards you. Uh, you don't deserve mail. <laughs> you stare at him. Um, it is now his turn. Um, Nix, he would take another swipe at you. Mm-mm. That is a natural five plus, now it does matter. Um, that is not a hit. Um, and he will go to bite you again. You lucky thing. (laughs) Natural one. (laughs) As he swipes, you uh, just sort of weak need from the lack of blood drop underneath as it whiffs over your head and you just hear the bite lurch towards you. You see his, his frenzied eyes as you just duck out of the way his he headbutts the side of the stone uh, uh, the stone tomb. casket, the yeah. tomb, and uh, he just <laughs> stares back at you. Uh, but the cleric, uh, who is now being approached uh, by uh, Stampy, you see that she was originally turning her spell towards Nyx, but as you approach her, her space, uh, she turns back to you um, and this time uh, casts a uh, spell upon you, which, as you see her tracing a circle in the air, um, you feel her try to bind you in place. Uh, Please make, as she casts Hold Person upon you, uh, I forget what type of save it is, Um, I require you to please make a wisdom saving throw. With advantage, because you are nomish. Uh, 15. 15. Just, again, hey. as she's... By the Dark One's blessing, be bound. No, stop talking to me, no! <laughs> as you sort of wave your crossbow in the air, just stepping towards her. Um, it is now your turns again. Um, are we, where are, are we near the door? Or? You're not. <laughs> Stampy is slightly closer to the archway, but you know there's a little bit of a stretch of a catacomb that you have to get through, that you have to sprint through. If you are, by the way, just so you know, you can spend a turn to disengage uh, is an action which does not provoke an attack of opportunity, but it means that's your action, is just getting away. Just so you know your options. 
You can yell at each other as a reaction. I will allow that. I'm, I'm going to disengage. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? What do you say, though, in character? Run! As you wide-eyed look at Stampy. Remember the lead better delivery! And so I just you... run. That was chapter six of The Postal Code. You had Louise Cox as Nix and Pedro Cure as Stamp Stumbler or Stampy. This was the penultimate episode of The Postal Code. Uh, and if you're enjoying it, please uh, share it with your friends and leave us a review on iTunes. It is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to get in contact with us, the best way is through the website fateandfables.com where you can send us a raven. That is all for the moment. Hang tight for the final episode of The Postal Code coming this weekend. My name is Matthew Jackson, and this was Fate and Fables.